Thank you for all that it means to us, all that it reminds us of, that you're our great creator and you're our redeemer. And we thank you for all that we have in Christ, for salvation through his atoning work. Lord, may it be that this day, and as we are in the season where we think upon his coming to earth, that as it were the, the first stages of the work of redeeming his people, coming and taking human flesh. Lord, we pray that it would be a blessed day, a blessed time, bless in our worship here, bless in our homes. Lord, do us good this day, we pray. We pray that for all of thy people. We're thankful that there is no one that knows Christ as their savior that will be void of thy presence this day as they would seek thee. So Lord, we pray that you would draw near to those that are sick, to those that are suffering especially. Lord, we pray that you would just bless their hearts and speak to them, minister to them in a way that only you can do. We pray that you would help us now in our time together. Help us by thy spirit. Lord, as we would consider things from thy word, help us to understand and to apply as you would have us to do. Be with us now, we ask, for we pray it in Christ's name. Amen. All right. This will be the end of the Sabbath day study. Uh, much to the delight probably of some, but at the same time, I trust it's been a profitable time. Again, a reminder, we'll have no Sabbath school next week or the following week. So I want to try to finish this today so that we can start chapter 22 when we return in the new year, Lord willing. So we'll, um, we'll finish up. Good, good time last week. Um, let me just mention a couple of things, uh, reminders that um, the, the Lord's Day questions about children, especially. Lord's Day was frequently a time of catechizing, so sitting down and having the children and, you know, go through the catechism, teach them, review it. Um, and, and there's so much available today, missionary stories you can get and put in, let them walk, see, uh, watch a, a missionary story or um, some of the other things, books that are in the, uh, the library. Now, not everything in our library, we've got a lot of stuff in there for young people and children. Uh, we, we've worked to try to build that up, but not everything in there is Lord's Day material. There's good stuff in there, but some of it is just for reading during the week. So if you uh, have children and they're getting it, you may want to just say, well, not this one today. You can read this one tomorrow, but today, how about this one? Or even make sure when they're getting books that they get one or two that they can read on the Lord's Day. So uh, those are things that, um, and music, if you're not musically inclined, you can find music um, in, in something with the hymns. You can go, you know, you can find everything on YouTube, I think. Uh, so you could probably could find some children's carols, choruses there that uh, you could sing along then. You could play it and sing along with the children and encourage them to do so. But ordering our affairs and preparing our heart, 
That's the two things that we've been looking at. But I want to move to question 119. I'm on page 590 of the, uh, of the material. Question 119, what are the sins forbidden in the fourth commandment? The sins forbidden in the fourth commandment are all omissions of the duties required, all careless, negligent, and unprofitable performing of them and being weary of them. Kind of strange, isn't it? Being weary of the Lord's Day. Uh, but obviously it was even back when this was written seemed to be a problem. Being weary of them, all profaning the day by idleness and doing that which is in itself sinful and by all needless works, words, and thoughts about our worldly employments and recreations. Now we've, we've dealt with these in, in some respects, most of them, with what we've already covered. But I just want to point out the, the, some areas here that are brought to our attention uh, to, shish, to, to show how serious, how big a problem it is for the Lord's people. Again, we, we, we don't expect the world to keep the Lord's day, unfortunately, Maybe we should expect them to do it more. There was a time we've mentioned that. But for the Lord's people, it certainly ought to be something that is foremost in our minds and our hearts. And there, there's in our proof text here, there's several things, categories, groups of people that are mentioned. And the first one there in the first proof text, the, the uh, Ezekiel 22:26, talks about the church leaders. He didn't think of all the people, of all the people. It wouldn't be a problem for the minister or the elders or the deacons. Now, the proof text obviously is talking about the priest. But just look at what it says. Her priests have violated my law and have profaned, they've defiled, they've wounded it, have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and the profane. And, and again, profane can also mean just um, uh, common, okay, common. It doesn't mean necessarily bad, uh, but it depends on which word you're, how you're using it. But uh, they put no difference. And again, what, how, how does that work for us? Well, no difference between the six days and the seventh day, right? Put no difference between the holy and profane, neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean, and have hid their eyes from my Sabbath, and I am profaned among them. You know, it's interesting that, that, that the, the mentioning of hiding, hid their eyes from my Sabbath. Again, I would suggest to you, and we've talked about this some, the, the impact of keeping the Sabbath that sometimes we don't even realize in our hearts. But I would suggest to you that in order for the priest to do the other things that are mentioned here, they had to get away from the Sabbath. The Sabbath is a reminder. It's a reminder 
that God is their God and they owe an obedience to him. It's a reminder that it was God that brought them out of bondage. Right? Well, now, when you're thinking about that, when you keep that before your eyes, I would suggest to you it's going to be hard to profane, to treat God's things in a common way, to, to make no difference between the Lord's Day and the other six days. Uh, even in how we, how we live, how we go about, even just our routine. You keep the Lord before every day. I mean, it's not just a Lord's Day thing. But it's the Lord's Day when we push all that other apart, aside, and give ourselves to concentrating and meditating on these truths that then, as we go into the week, we've got this in our mind, and hopefully it stays in our mind. Now, you start getting bombarded, you start getting busy, you don't have the time, you do on the Lord's Day. That's the reason the Lord set it aside for us, isn't it? Uh, to realize, to, to give us that time. And let us rest and, and to consider things concerning him. But the priest hid their eyes from the Sabbath. And again, we hide our eyes from the Sabbath. Well, I just don't feel like going today. I, I'm just too tired. Um, well, I've got a. I've got a, a lot to do, and I've just got to get a start on the week. So I've, I'm, you know, I've got to go to the office today. I got to, I just got to sit down and think about what I'm going to be doing, how I'm going to be doing. Hmm. That's just not the way it ought to be. It's the way it is. I mean, again, I've done it, uh, and and it, it, it's so easy. Certainly, the devil makes it easy. You know, you're, you're getting ready to go out of town. So what do you do? Let's, you know, let's, let's work at getting ready to go out of town. And, of course, you're teaching. If you have children in the home, you're teaching them. They're watching. They're seeing. They learn. Uh, so be careful with that. But we have the religious leaders. Then we have God's people. If you look on page 591, Ezekiel 33, 30 through 32, also thou son of man, the children of thy people still are talking against thee by the walls. Let me give you a little context. Ezekiel had been talking about what was going to happen to Jerusalem, right? Destruction. Well, it's happened. So now the people, instead of just you know, writing him off as a nut, <laughs> what he was preaching was, came true. So now they're talking about him. That's where we are here with what they're saying. Um, thy people still are talking against thee by the walls and in the doors of the houses and speak one to another, every one to his brother saying, come, I pray you and hear what is the word that cometh forth from the Lord. So now they want to listen to what he has to say. Well, I say they want to listen. Now, let's keep reading. Come, I pray you and hear what is the word that cometh forth from the Lord. And they come unto thee as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy words, but they will not do them. 
For with their mouth they show much love, but their heart goeth after their covetousness. And lo, thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that hath a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. For they hear thy words, but they do them not. Right? People playing at religion. People playing at religion. Something goes wrong. Well, we better be at church. Or just keeping up appearances, as they say. Whatever the reason, these people had a form of godliness, but obviously denying the power. We hear, you know, our application. We hear about the fourth commandment, one of the ten, right? Hear about the ten commandments. We, we know we hear, yes, we ought to do that. That's good. But Lord's Day comes and goes, and during the week, we forget about it. And then the next thing we know, it's Sunday morning again. Oh, oh, today's the Lord's Day. Oh, mm. but I, I forgot to get some things done yesterday, and guess I'll, well, I don't know what I'll do. You know? Preparing the heart and ordering our affairs is not easy because, again, the devil will make it hard. So it will be hard enough just from our own nature, but we need, to, we need to work at it. It's extremely important, extremely important. The third thing is in Amos uh, 8.5. I put it, uh, no, no desire, no desire for religion. This is just where, again, these are people, these are children of Israel. Amos 8, 5 says, this is on page 591, saying, When will the new moon be gone that we may sell corn, and the Sabbath that we may set forth wheat, making the ephah small and the shekel great, and falsifying the balances by deceit? And again, I would suggest to you that this desire to let's just hurry up and get the Sabbath out of the way so we can get back to work, to business. But not only do they want to get rid of the Sabbath so they can get back to business, they're already figuring out how they can get a little more by cheating. And again, you go to the Lord's house on the Lord's day, I hope, they come Monday, you'd find it very difficult to cheat somebody. I would hope. If you've considered what God gave to you in the person and work of his son, and then you're going to cheat your fellow man? Really? That's, that's hard to fathom in a lot of respects, but it happens all the time happens all the time but yet there's no excuse for us you know you ever had somebody where somebody at the store sometimes give you too much money back and you say whoa you, you gave me too much here and they kind of look at you like I don't believe you 
you know? Most of the time, you got a little extra money, oh, wonderful, and you put it in your pocket, and away you go. And, uh, you know, or the dealings, we dealt with this with um, stealing from our neighbor, you know, considering what is a fair transaction. You know, yeah, you can get it for half price because they're desperate. So do you buy it at half price to take advantage of their desperation? Or do you say, no, no, I'll buy it, but I'll only buy it if I can pay you full price. That's what God says we are to do, right? One thing, if somebody, and we've talked about it, so I won't go back through all those, but, um, you know, just keep those things in mind. The Lord's day is the same. No desire for religion. And then uh, the fourth one is even worse. Uh, if you've got uh, your Bible or else you can just listen. Malachi, if you look at Malachi, um, get to Matthew and back up two pages, you, you're there. Malachi 1. Now, you will see the, the proof text there on page 591, Malachi 1.13. You said also, behold, what a weariness it is it. Okay? Now, the question obviously that comes up, well, what's the it? So Malachi 1, and if we look at uh, verse 6, for example, a son honoreth his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priest that despise my name. And you say, wherein have we despised thy name? And then it goes on. Verse 11, for from the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name, sh my name, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place incense shall be offered unto my name and a pure offering for my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, um, you get down to verse 13. Uh, well, let's just read 12 too. But ye have profaned it. My name is what you've profaned, in that ye say, The table of the Lord is polluted, and the fruit thereof, even his meat, is contemptible. That is, we don't like it. We don't want any part of it. Then 13, ye said also, Behold, what a weariness is it. And ye have snuffed at it, saith the Lord of hosts. And ye brought that which was torn, and the lame, and the sick. Thus ye brought an offering. Should I accept this of your hand, saith the Lord? So the it's God's name. This is just a people who've gotten tired of God. Not just tired of religion. They're just tired of God. You say, really? Really? In, in Israel, where so much pointed to God and the things they were doing, you know, we gotta, we gotta go do our sacrifice. I just, get get the one that's a little lame out there. That that one, not gonna be good for anything anyway. So let's take that one. And that's what was happening. And, and okay, how how does that how does that tie in with us? How does that tie in with us? Well, I would suggest to you it goes back to. 
the preparation of heart and the ordering of affairs. We come to the Lord's Day and we come totally exhausted. You know, we, we have done everything during the week. We've worked and nothing wrong with working. But by the time the Lord's Day comes, we say, oh man, I can't wait for Sunday so I can just collapse. Not the way it should be. The Lord's Day should have our best, not what's left of us after a hard week. So we, we order things so that when we get to the Lord's Day, we're refreshed to start with to some degree. And then we can engage our minds. We're not fighting fatigue. I mean, there are going to be those times. There are going to be those things. Kids are sick all night. <laughs> you, you know, something happens unexpected. Somebody comes in as a guest. And all of a sudden, yeah, there are going to be the times. And the Lord understands that. Those works of necessity and mercy where, you know, somebody's ox was in the ditch and you spent all night coming into the Lord's Day helping them get their ox out of the ditch. The Lord knows about that. I'm just talking about where we are in a position to do something to prepare. Are we bringing, as it were, a lame self? worship and offering that uh, to the Lord so the sins forbidden you can read down through the rest you can read down through the, the rest you see in, in number four there the proof text again not working on the Lord's day uh, not working on the Lord's day the, the fire kindling a fire the Lord says you don't keep the Lord's day you don't keep the Sabbath I will kindle a fire and we've looked at that verse it shall devour the palaces of Jerusalem and it shall not be quenched and I would I would just ask you are we seeing that fire being kindled certainly in the palaces of the leadership and what's being said and suggested and proposed as to what you and I may be able to say to someone or what we are told we cannot say. Well, you cannot try to proselytize these people. You can't tell them their religion is wrong. You can't tell them they're sinners. You can't tell them their lifestyle is wrong. No more, uh-uh, that's hate speech, right? We are not very far from that being the case. Some parts of the world, it is the case. And it's gonna then be a lot tougher. But I would suggest to you that if and when that were to happen, Things like keeping the Sabbath day is going to be very important. You can do a lot of talking about what you do. Sometimes you don't have to use words. So you keep the Sabbath day. Then conversation, what did you do yesterday? I really, I had a wonderful day. Oh, where would you go? What would you do? 
I went to God's house and had my soul ministered to. I spent time thinking about how good and great my God is because he gave his son to die for me so I could have eternal life. No hate speech there. Just conversation. And that they engaged you in. So again, little things, and, and we may, and, and hopefully, as you go into Monday, you ever have people, I've had people, you know, well, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. I just came off the best day of the week. I, this, this ought to be the second best day. On Monday, instead of, oh, here is Monday again. No. Sunday, I've had time. And my soul, my body refreshed, restored. Oh, I'm ready. So you hit Monday and you're ready. Huh? Whoa. You know, and it's just not the norm language. You know, Monday is, oh, boy, another week. Here we go again. It's going to be drudge, drudgery and torment and whatever. Well, it may be. But if you recall, remember, and I don't remember where it is, but being able to work is a gift from God. Because I remember asking you, how many of us get up in the morning when we're ready to go to work and say, Lord, I just really appreciate this gift that you've given to me, that I've got a job that I can go do. But it's what the Lord's Day helps us with. Because we realize it is a gift. And the ability to do it is a gift. And the strength to do it is a gift. How good our God is to us. And so, why shouldn't we be glad and rejoicing when we're going to work? It's just more evidence of how our God takes care of us. Question 120. Question 120, what are the reasons annexed to the fourth commandment, the more to enforce it? We've talked about these a little bit. The reasons annexed to the fourth commandment, the more to enforce it, are taken from the equity of it. It is what's fair, as it were. The equity of it, God allowing us six days of seven for our own affairs and reserving but one for himself. In these words, six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. From God's challenging a special propriety in, in that day, the, the Lord's day, the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. It belongs to him. The six are yours. The seventh is his. From the example of God, so we've got the charging, the equity of it, then the, the uh, propriety of it. He owns it. It's his day. And then from the example of God, who in six days made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. And from that blessing which God put upon that day, not only in sanctifying it to be a day for his service, but in ordaining it to be a means of blessing to us. 
in our sanctifying it. Wherefore, and it quotes scripture, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Okay? So, question, the reasons given? Well, God says, I've given you six, I'm keeping one. Six are yours, one's mine. That's more than fair. You know, you'd almost think it might be the other way if you were the creator, or at least a four three, four to God and three to us. But no. That says I'm giving you six. And I'm keeping one. So what's fair? To take our six and part of his? I mean, that's the question that we all have to look at and face. What's right? To use all six of ours and take part of his? Well, I'll give him Sunday morning, and, and if nothing comes up, I'll give him Sunday evening. Sunday afternoon, Sunday night's mine. Now, what he says is not what the commandment is. It's not what God's word suggests. The seventh day is his. Right? So we've got the equity of it. Then we've got his challenging a special propriety. He, this isn't you've got seven days and God wants you to give him one of them. Right? Understand what it's saying here about the propriety, proprietary interest in it. That God said, that's my day. That's my day. It's not your day to give me part of. The six days are your days. We ought to give him part of those. But they're yours. It's up to you to use those six days the way you believe is right and honoring to the Lord. All right? But that's yours. The Lord's day is his. You don't have a choice other than to obey and to do what he teaches about his day. Jack? I would think that a good case could be made that every day belongs to the Lord. We're exhorted to keep our minds stayed on him. We're exhorted to pray unceasingly. We're exhorted to work for him all the time. And Jack? Jack's point to, to every day belongs to the Lord. Certainly, he created every day. He gives us every day. You know, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And certainly, that's true. But as it were, he said, yes, but these six days are mine as well. But I'm going to turn them over to you to manage. Would be the kind of the way I would suggest. Yes, it's his day. But he's turned them over to us to manage. The seventh day, he said, uh-uh. You're not managing that day. I'm managing that day. Right? I'm, I'm controlling this one. He doesn't say on the six days. Now, here's the deal. You, you get up at whatever. You get breakfast. You get ready for work. You go to work. You work eight hours a day. You take a lunch break. You take a coffee break twice a day. Obviously, none of that's there. 
All we know is he says six days are you to labor and do all your work. Recreation. Resting. No. He gave light. He gave the day and the night. Right? I mean, he's, he's, he's created. He's, he's, he's certainly given us plenty of patterns and suggestions and things that teach us even how our body, we get up, we're ready to go, boom, we get to the end of the day and we're shot. Beth? Well, if I'm understanding correctly, is, is the distinction how we are to use the day. And I would suggest to you, no. I would suggest to you, in part, a little bit what Jack's, none of the days are ours, if you want to look at it in the big picture, but six days he's given us. But he says, no, the seventh is my day. It's not yours to try to please him. It's your obligation. The, the difference, I think, being... In, in, I would suggest that a lot of Christian thinking today is, yeah, I've got seven days. I give one of them to the Lord. This day I need to, so I need to figure out how I'm doing it. Well, you do need to figure out. But if we come to the Lord's day saying, this is God's day. God has told me what I'm to do on it. How I'm to keep it. So rather than figure out what's okay and not, first thing we've got to do in, in, in part of this is just go to God's word and say, okay, Lord, I need an understanding of what this day is all about. I want to know how you want me to use this day and how you've intended for it to benefit me. So I need to, I need to start with the word. Now, Again, does the Bible say you're to go to morning worship at this time of day or whatever? No. But we know we can come from Scripture that certainly the worship of God on his day, first and foremost. And we've talked about worship, the elements of worship. That's part of our chapter. Right? Involves the reading of God's word, the preaching. Preaching, certainly there. In the, in the New Testament, the preaching, the praising, right? The praying, the giving, the tithes. If you, if you read through the directory of worship at, that, that you've got as part of uh, the material we've incorporated into our book, you'll see the elements of worship. And again, how and when? And then what do I do the rest of the day? Because if we come to the Lord's day, okay, now how am I going to use this day like we do the other days? We've left to ourselves, and if the flesh is weak or tired or whatever, 
then that's going to control how we approach it, I would suggest to you. If we come to the Lord's Day, if we, if we come in the week to the Lord's Day, you've heard preacher talk about it, and Dr. Cairns, all, how especially the Scottish Presbyterians in coming to the Lord's table spend days in preparation. And certainly the, the, the Jews... The evening, their, their Sabbath ran from the evening to the evening. Um, but how, how do we prepare? Are we thinking about the Lord's Day as being that special day? And we're thinking about it every week. Okay. I'm coming to the Lord's Day. What do I need to do to be ready to worship? So that my mind's not cluttered. I'm not worried about the things that are happened yesterday, the things that are happening tomorrow. I'm not worn out and, and not, I don't have, I feel like I don't have time to worship. Um, you know, I, I can't go this morning because I got all these things to do. I'll go tonight. And again, there, there may be the occasion, that, that time of necessity or mercy that requires that. But how much thought do we give to it, the Lord's Day, when it's come? How much thought on Saturday do we give that tomorrow's the Lord's Day? What do I need to do? Oh, I need to make sure there's plenty of gas in the car. Yes. Good questions. Uh, means of grace. I don't know. I mean, it, is it a means of grace? Yes. I mean, it, it, there's no question but what, if we use it correctly, it, it, it certainly is a means of grace. Whether we would think of it in the same way as the sacraments and prayer and those means of grace. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I don't know if in my other historians and whatnot. Paul? Well, I think that just the fact that that day is given more toward prayer and preaching, you know, the ordinary means of grace would... So the, the use of it. If, if we're using it right, then definitely we are going to be benefiting because we are going to be engaging means of grace. Good, good point, good point. So that would be that. Now, the second one, that gets a little tougher. Uh, conflicts, I mean, con dealing with people, if, if there's problems in a relationship or something, then I, I, don't, I don't see the Lord being displeased in trying to help a brother or a sister overcome in, in ministering. I mean, in part, <laughs> that's what the preacher does. 
to the whole congregation as he preaches, he doesn't know how the Spirit may be applying it. So he may be dealing with a conflict unbeknowing to him. Uh, but yes, I mean, the, the, the use of the word and helping there. Uh, business meetings, um, it, you know, again, is, is, are we dealing with an act of mercy or, you know, so-and-so's house burned down, we need to have a business meeting, as it were, to decide what we're going to do with church funds. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a mercy aspect. Uh, necessity might be another thing. Um, something that just comes up and in the functioning of the church, we, we can't wait until tomorrow or the next day. Uh, so I don't, again, I don't, I don't think the Lord's going to be displeased if we're carrying out the business of the church. Um, but to, to I, I, would, I would not be happy uh, if, if I was in a church and every church answers to the Lord for how they run it. But I'm not sure that I would get excited about coming to a business meeting in the afternoon to decide what color carpet we're going to buy next. Or when are we going to start the new building? Or whatever. No, I I think you're dealing with the Lord's house, and that's dealing with the Lord's work. And some may say, you know, that's when we've got, uh, and and we need to get this done, and this is the time that we can get our people together uh, to to deal with those things. So what their reasoning may be before the Lord, um, that's something they have to, they have to, uh, I mean, it's just like us, you know. You and me, what do we do? What don't we do? Well, we're the ones that have to decide that. Uh, so, all right? And then let me hit the last real quick, because I said we were going to wind up. Question 121, why is the word remember set in the beginning of the fourth commandment? I'm on page 592. The word remember is set in the beginning of the fourth commandment, partly because of the great benefit of remembering it, we being thereby helped in our preparation to keep it. So we, we, we are thinking about it during the week, and so it helps us prepare, all right? Um, and in keeping it, better to keep all the rest of the commandments. How it affects is what we were talking about. We keep the Sabbath day, and it's going to impact every other commandment there is and how we keep it. It's critical. It's critical. And, and the, more you, the more you look at it and see how critical it is, the more you understand why the devil makes such an attack on it and how important it is for you and for me to do our best to keep it. And to continue a thankful remembrance of the two great benefits of creation and redemption which contain a short abridgment of religion. And again, what do we do? We're thinking about God, our creator, and God, our redeemer. The Lord's day, every Lord's day, it's the sign that God's given to us, the sign of the covenant. We get 52 of them a year to remind us. Here's the sign, just like the rainbow. Here's the sign to remind us God is our creator, he's our redeemer. And Boom, everything flows in and out from that. And partly because we are very ready to forget it, for that there is less light of nature for it, and yet it restraineth our natural liberty in things at other times lawful. 
<laughs> we, we got to, oh man, I, I need to do this today. I, you know, I, I got to finish this job, whatever. Nothing wrong with working, but not on the Lord's day. That it cometh but once in seven days, so that that's, you, we tend to forget, and many worldly businesses come between and too often take off our minds from thinking of it, either to prepare for it or to sanctify it, to keep it, to use it rightly. And that Satan with his instruments much labor to blot out the glory, even the memory of it, to bring in all irreligion and impiety. And you can, you can, the proof texts are great. You know, you can look at them in preparing. Uh, well, you see Nehemiah 13, 19. Uh, you see Mark 15, 42 there at the bottom of 592. The Psalm 92's mentioned there. Uh, those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Uh, it's a time of learning, Ezekiel 20, 12. To be a sign between me and them that they might know and that they sanctify themselves. Ezekiel 20, 19 and 20 uh, shall be a sign between me and you that you may know. Um, Genesis 2, 2 and 3. Uh, God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. And I would suggest to you if you just take a look at that and kind of make an analogy to the work of Christ. He worked, as it were, his ministry, his time here on earth, right? Was crucified. On the first day of the week, he rose. And he went to the right hand of God the Father and sat down. He rested. His work was finished. And we're reminded, we've got this rest. We've, we're reminded every Lord's Day of what God has done in Christ, what Christ has done for us. Our testimony, Acts 4, 10 and 11, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. The Lord's day ought to be a reminder to you and to me and an encouragement for us to say, it's only by God's grace that I remember on this day that this man stands before you whole. I'm saved. And you've got that testimony if you know Christ. It's only by the work of Christ. And the Lord's day is just a reminder. Right? Something we are to remember. That's, that's why we have a testimony. What the Lord's day represents to us. The resurrection of Christ. And you can you, you read the rest of them. I, I want to do one thing very quickly. Um, it won't take but a minute. I, I've mentioned this. And this is in um, Voss's work on the larger catechism. Uh, this is on page 338. Why does Satan with his servants try so hard to break down and destroy the Sabbath day? And this is part of the answer. The real extension of God's kingdom depends on people's being converted to Christ, repenting of their sins, and loving and serving God sincerely and loyally. These things depend chiefly upon the preaching of the gospel and the public and private exercises of God's worship, such as Bible study, 
the sacraments, and prayer. These divine ordinances can find but little time on weekdays. They are largely dependent on the Sabbath day for an adequate amount of time and attention. Satan, of course, understands this, and he realizes that if he can break down the Sabbath, then the preaching of the gospel and the ordinances of divine worship will be neglected. If the preaching of the gospel and the ordinances of divine worship are neglected, then God's kingdom cannot prosper. If God's kingdom does not prosper, then Satan's kingdom will not be interfered with. And if Satan's kingdom is not interfered with, then Satan will have a clear track to accomplish, to accomplish his wicked purposes in the world. So we see that the Sabbath, far from being an arbitrary or unreasonable command of God, is calculated to accomplish a great purpose and to form a real bulwark against Satan's kingdom and the floods of iniquity. And I think he's spot on. Spot on. Think about it. Use it. You know, things, you don't, you don't use it, you misuse it, you misuse it. Just something. think, how'd, how'd your week go? How'd relationships go? Right? So very important. All right. Well, let's, let's pray. I'm past time. Lord, again, we are grateful to you for giving us this day. We, we ask that you would help us by your spirit to use it, to enjoy thee this day, to worship thee aright. Lord, help us as we go through each week to indeed prepare our hearts as we would think upon and come to the Lord's day and so order our affairs that we can make good use of the day and, and enjoy thee. Just to enjoy thee, to worship thee, and to think upon all you've done for us. Lord, what a blessing. What a blessing just to set our heart and our affections and our mind upon you. So may it be. Lord, help us to that end. Defeat Satan as he would seek to defeat us, we pray. Help us that we might know how uh, to, to use the Lord's day to, to benefit our, our own good, our, our homes, our church, our community, and to, to bring glory and honor to thee. Be with us now, we ask, for we pray it in Christ's name.